There's something comforting about the scent of an old book, walking up and down the countless rows of stories, rifling through page after page, an expectedly cathartic experience. You grab your favorite author, immerse yourself in its world. You find yourself lost in the story when someone unexpectedly pushes past you. A little annoyed, you turn to see who interrupted your brief mental getaway, but there was nobody there. But you felt them touch you. You could even smell them, a light lavender scent filling the air. You couldn't have made it up. Maybe you didn't. Suddenly you hear the elevator doors close. You rush over and watch as the lights indicate its descent down to the basement. As you stand puzzled, the elevator begins to climb back up to your floor. The doors open, but the elevator is empty. You suddenly feel a cold chill pass through your whole body as the doors close once more. Further confused, you slowly walk back to the book you so carelessly dropped in your rush. But the book wasn't where you left it. Someone had reshelved it. And out of the corner of your eye, you see a billowing off-white dress round the corner. The book now smells of lavender. Looking around, I'm doing the Mr. Krabs. Like then I was like, and I swear to God, every time I, I just pulled out my phone like for a second, and he would always see it. I'm like, man, you're not my, you're not my dad. <laughs> Hello, you are listening to, or so they say, the podcast where two sisters travel small town America, one ghostly tale at a time. I'm Kelsey, and I'm Megan, and it is almost over. I just hours hours away from leaving this dumpster fire mm-hmm. of a year oh man i mean at this point in time it's not but you listening to it have the pleasure of yeah by the time you writing hear this, it we out are so our close. <laughs> yeah we are so close to being done with 2020 um i mean i was done with it a long time ago but mm, about 10 months ago yeah, i'd say <laughs> give or take accurate (laughs) accurate 10 months ago 10 to 12 months yeah in that in the ballpark of that i just want to like i think back and where where did we go wrong what did we do to deserve i let me count the ways are you for real right now i'm talking (laughs) as a country we did nothing wrong so us singular no yeah everyone else you no kidding (laughs) listeners you (laughs) everybody messed up you know what no i don't even want to say it out loud i'm not jinxing anything just oh. kidding. I almost said it. Oh, okay. Don't. Uh-uh. Don't. Don't. Okay. <laughs> Don't do All right. It. Well, whatever. Like, we'll we'll get to the end of the year stuff at the end of the episode. But uh-huh. uh, today we are talking about the Willard Library's Gray Lady in Evansville, Indiana. Ooh, more women. I know, lots of scary women. Spooky, scorned women all over the United States. (laughs) It's us, we're spooky, I know. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't say they were dead. I'm just, they're sitting right here talking to you. Right? Spooky and scorned. Mm. Okay, so before we jump into the story. Yes. We got a parrot. Oh, I... I swear to God, we do this every episode, and I was like, a bird. Like, I thought of a parrot. Oh, my God. And I knew. (laughs) 
I don't know why. Cause it's the way you said it. You're like, we have to pair it. We and have like, to pair it. So like mimic what? No. no. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm the way that I am. We have to drink and drink we shall and oh, drink God. we'll continue to do until Into the ball the drop. Year. Absolutely. <laughs> so. And then drink some more. Yes. So this episode, my goodness, it is chilled. It's so chilly. Which this, I'm so excited for. I picked this one by myself. So it's my surprise to Kelsey. Yeah, I don't know what this is. So last episode, we did actually do... The episode before was a beer. The episode before this was a cocktail. Yes. So which, if you well, want to hear some real fun stuff, go back to our <laughs> makeshift cocktail because it was a treat. I know, oh, gosh. By the end, it was... We made it. That's all that matters. Mm-hmm. We made it to the end. Barely. Barely. <laughs> so this episode, we're drinking a wine, and I... Found this at the Crozier. Literally never does oh me wrong. Oh my god. Uh, well, no, there are times where it's just, it's a dud. But this one, I wanted to buy this top shelf wine, but we're not there yet. It's too rich for my <laughs> so, blood. Because we're doing an episode on a library, I wanted to get something to do with the library. And they had one called A Thousand Stories, which looked really good. Mm-hmm. And it's because the price tag is really high. I'm sure it is good. Right. Maybe we'll find it another time. I'm sure there are more haunted libraries that we can guarantee it. revisit that one. So instead, this one, for whatever reason, it jumped out at me because I saw the type of wine it is. Okay. I've never had it, mm-hmm. uh, this type of wine. I don't know if you've ever had it, but we're drinking Pensador Tempranillo. Okay. Have you heard of this? I've heard of it. I have not had it, though, That, to my knowledge. Don't ask me to pronounce literally anything below the word Tempranillo, but I know that this is a Spanish wine. Oh, I was going to say, depending on the language, I can't help you there, Peach. It's a product of Spain, and actually this says Pensador the Thinker is this one, so that's why I went with this one. It's a very simple label i like the simplicity and the minimalism of it well and this is this bottle in particular is 2017 they had just restocked the shelves and there was only two of these left and then the bottles behind it i was like oh it's another pensador something and it also said tempranillo and i was like okay what's the difference because that's a 2019 Mm -hmm. and the label itself was like bright pink and yellow and orange and I don't know. This label, I'm not even really sure. It looks like maybe balloons or flower petals, maybe? Yeah, it, it kind of looks petally. Like, yeah. Or like uh, fluffs off a dandelion, but rainbow colored. On sticks. Um, We're doing did we do a good job, job of so. describing this? The word no, painting it, it's is very, immaculate. It's very simple. It's just a white label, white paper label, and it's got these cute little colored balloon petals (laughs) whatever they are so i'll read the back of it here which it doesn't really give like a flavor Uh, i guess it does okay i lied it does give a little bit of a flavor at the end so it says spanish journal el pensador the thinker was an intellectually provocative journal first published in 1762 Its subject matter ranged from philosophy to social behavior and was highly regarded by the social elite Borrowed from the vision behind El Pensador, this wine invites you to explore a true taste of Spain. Amusingly inquisitive. What a weird... Anyway. Yeah. I don't know. A good, weird odd choice, choice, choice words, but okay. Yeah. 
Amusingly inquisitive, El Pensador stirs the senses and brings your palate to light. Mm. Iconic in style and with a Spanish flair, this wine is fashionably sophisticated yet playful. Let our Tempranillo guide you through the through the verses with the aromatic ripe strawberry and red cherry fruit flavors, enlightening aromas of spice and juicy plum elevate the palate. It sounds good. I'm always hesitant of red wines, though, because, like, I love strawberries. I like cherries. Plums, I don't know. But <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, but I just, I always want them to be sweeter and not so dry. But, like, I'm, I'm prepared for this to be on the drier side. From what I understand, Maybe like the I, don't, I guess I don't know where it falls on from sweet to dry, mm-hmm. but it does come off as more of like a summertime wine. Yes. So I'm thinking it might, might be, be sweeter. Sweet. Yeah. I mean, we chilled it, so hopefully, hopefully, otherwise we just messed up. I was reading the rest of it. There's like some fun gold lettering here that I couldn't really... It says pretty much the same thing that was on the label. Anyway, so this is a crack top. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do it. Probably not right, right. in the mic. No. Not directly in front here of the microphone. Go. No. Stop. Oh, here we go. Uh-oh. Here <laughs> we go. Just one moment. So <laughs> She's struggling? No, we're good? not. I got this. Okay, here we go. Oh, it was worth it the wait. It wasn't that bad. It was I worth the wait. Could not get a handle on it. Okay. So Megan's smelling it right now, straight mm-hmm. out of the bottle. She's going to pour, hopefully, away from the microphone because I hate the sound of pouring. Again, this is not ASMR. If you're here for that, go somewhere else. Okay. Oh, I also read that Tempranillos have really nice legs. So, and I can already see it. We're, as we do this in, like, a pint glass. Does it, though? I think it does. I can see a very distinct line where it was. We're not using the right glasses, so it doesn't really help. But the color is very... It's a very dark... Yeah, it's dark. It smells fruity. It smells sweet. I smell the, the fruit on it. What's, but what's, it says we're also supposed to get some spicy notes, which I think I, I smell I can that see too. That. It's almost like a, if a Merlot was sweet. Let's find out. Yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's see. You don't look like you're enjoying it. I mean, I look um, not surprised because it's what I figured it was. To me, this shouldn't be as chilled as it is. It's semi dry. No, it's we not finally su- over chill something instead yeah. of under chill. Right. It's definitely semi-dry. It is sweet. To me, personally, I am not a connoisseur. Take this with a grain of salt. To me, it tastes like a sweeter, more subtle, less spicy Merlot. And chilled. Uh, <laughs> so, I'm definitely picking the... It's got the bite at the back, which is weird. It catches almost halfway back on the palate. Mm-hmm. I'm almost, I don't know how to explain it. It's really good. I personally am liking this a lot. I, I don't think I would have chilled it this much before that no, was, no. we actually had this one chilling in advance long before we needed to record. Right. So. so it's not bad. It's not bad. As far as the red wines that we've had goes, it's it's up there. Um, yeah, I just, 
it's it's really not bad actually i was gonna say it's not my favorite but you know i yeah i drink it i almost want to go back and buy it's probably gone but buy another bottle and try it maybe room temp yeah or just maybe chill it for like an hour before drinking or something like that now you better keep that chilled it does it's fruity with a nice bite Mm -hmm. but not too sweet very good i think this is a good wine i don't think i know wherever i read something about tempranillo saying it was a a summertime almost kind of wine i don't know if i'd say that Mm. not based off this bottle anyway right um yeah i'm kind of inclined to say that but point is it it also said a lot of the flavors don't really start flourishing if you will until after about seven years so we're still in the baby stages and that's okay it's okay it takes fine so that's that's our pairing let's get into the history background and history so the thing about the willard library is they 100 percent capitalize on the story of the gray lady like Mm-hmm. I mean, and we're talking, there's t-shirts. There's merchandise, y'all. They really have merchandise <laughs> on, on display at in this library about the Grey Lady. And not only that, but when you walk in, they have pamphlets for you that it's like, here's about, here's the history of the Grey Lady of Willard Library. Um, right. Showing you like where she tends to show up in the library. And mm-hmm. just, I don't know, it's, I think it's kind of cool that it's not... They're it's, not trying to hide the fact that they're a haunted, like, get out, kids. Right, but it's also not, like, hoaxy. It's just... No, not really. Yeah, it's I, it's a nice, happy medium. I just like that they embrace the gray lady. Mm-hmm. They invite people to look for her. Like, it's not like you ask someone and they say, oh, yeah, it's haunted. They say, oh, here's a pamphlet. Did you see the map where you can go looking for her? Right, <laughs> we actually discussed this with one of the librarians there that we were kind of sheepish about asking if people came to see the gray lady often and she's like, Oh yeah, you're not special. I don't know if you wanted me to tell you you're special or not, but and we're like, Oh, okay. I mean, it hurt a little bit. <laughs> she, she was really cool. I think by that point in the conversation, she knew she could say something like that and we'd be cool. But she's like, yeah, you're not, people do this all the time. So if you were looking to be special, you're not, which was like reassuring and yeah, hurtful. Like so. ouch, but okay. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just going to start with, what the I'm just going to start with the information that they give you right start out of the gate. Start from the beginning. Yeah, if you will. So this, first they have a little history of the Willard Library itself. And when I say little, it's, it's pretty little. I'm going to touch on it a little bit more later. But it was founded by a local philanthropist named Willard Carpenter in 1885. And actually this library is the oldest public library building in the state of Indiana. Oh, the whole state? The, yeah. Which you know, I could see that it's creaky. It's, <laughs> it, it's a very old library. It's really cool, but it's it's definitely old. Mm-hmm. And it makes me wonder. I think it's interesting the way they worded that that they said it's the oldest public library building in the state. I don't know why. I, wonder, I don't know if, if I'm digging like thinking too much on that, but it just seems. Or if odd. they just worded that weird, but it does seem strange. Yeah. So Willard Carpenter, like I said, he was a philanthropist. He had lots of money. He invested in a lot of things, uh, some good, some not so good. But actually, the library was really not supposed to be a thing. His initial dream was to build uh, Willard College for Women. And I don't know, I wish I would have dug up a little more on Willard, 
but I wonder why he was his Willard passion. The guy. Huh? Willard the guy. Willard the guy, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, why he was so passionate on having specifically a college for women. Because, mm-hmm. like, not to be, I don't know, not to generalize here, but it's a philanthropist male in 1885 and really is his top concern women yeah i mean i'm here for it yeah Go like Willard. i am not like thank you <laughs> but but the problem is um it didn't happen there is no willard college for women and it was due to like i said he had lost a lot of his money through it says he lost a lot of his fortune through some unfortunate business investments and instead he was encouraged to build the library so I guess it was less cumbersome, less expensive, obviously. Yeah. So he just made I some guess. poor financial choices and couldn't end up going through with his dream. Or maybe he had good intentions and he had poor business partners. Yeah. Pick it up. I mean, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure he had like people who invested for him. Like you didn't mm. you don't work alone in that stuff. Mhm. And the library itself was designed, it says it was designed by James and Merritt Reed. The Victorian Gothic library was intended for, quote, the use of people of all classes, races, and sexes free of charge forever. And I'm assuming this is something they so designated back in 1885. So again, like, really progressive. and Like, first he wants to make a college for women, and then he's like, you know what? Here's a library, and literally anyone can walk in yeah. i don't care Any who you are sex race class they said this back in 1885 and for more than 125 years it has served that purpose and will continue to do so for many years to come i hate that i'm raising an eyebrow at that like like i want to think that it was with good intention and that he really did but it just really see everyone like equally but in the state of indiana in southern indiana like i, I would consider evansville southern indiana yeah uh in southern indiana in 1885 you're telling me I don't know. They existed throughout history. We know that. That's why we are where we are. But yeah, I can't help but be a little skeptical in thinking that there was something in it. Yeah, what was him. in it for him? That was my thought. I want you to be a good guy, Willard. Do not let me down. <laughs> right. And then actually about this building. So he kind of put his money where his mouth is was, if you will. And not only did he invest in this building and find contractors to build it he himself helped build this building like actually laying bricks and foundation into his does it say well now i feel bad i'm sure somewhere it says how old he was when he passed he was in his 70s or 80s i believe he ended up dying of a stroke man Mm -hmm. i really wish i would have remembered this i don't know it's got to be in here somewhere but he was climbing up climbing up ladders and laying bricks himself and it's not an easy task as like a young sprightly gentleman i don't know right sounds like my (laughs) father-in-law yeah he's a roofer and he's in his 70s and he's still like we a one last fall off a roof last year i'm like that is it you are done like but he reminds me of that man. Yeah. <laughs> he really hasn't gotten up on a roof again mm. that I know of. I mean, he's 70, I think. I right, right. But old, too old to be on roofs. Yeah. So Willard had some good intentions, it would seem, and seemingly progressive, helpful. I don't know. He just seems like a good guy. Yeah. Uh, sort of. Oh, but no. We'll, no, 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 I, I know, it sucks. Well, I say sort of, I guess, 
I don't I don't understand the dynamic, but we'll get to that because I want to finish what this pamphlet says. So it discusses about where the gray lady kind of came from, where she's been cited. Mm -hmm. This is a very brief, like on the front, it literally says, enjoy this brief history of the ghostly hostess of Indiana's most famous famous haunted library. So, Mm -hmm. oh, and then feel free to roam about, snap photos, or ask questions. And ask questions we did. Yes. <laughs> a lot of questions. Multiple times, actually. But anyway, so it says the gray, the legend of the gray lady originated on a cold winter morning in 1937. The library's custodian came in at 3 a.m. to fire up the furnace for the, for the day, as was his custom. And the furnace was located in the basement near what is today the children's department. Using a flashlight and looking down to see where he was going, the custodian headed for the furnace room. On his way, he nearly bumped into a figure. When he looked up, he saw a female wearing a long dress and a gray shawl. As he stared at her, she seemed to fade into darkness. So... Yeah, just whatever. Yeah, so I believe that was really the first sighting of her. And I'd like to point out that it was in winter time. So. Yeah, again, with the, the thin veil and... Go to our Christmas special episode. It was, it was a really good episode, <laughs> so guys. Good. Just check it out. Uh, longtime children's librarian Ms. Margaret Mayer had the most experiences with the gray lady as she worked in the children's department. And actually, when we discussed, when we were asking one of the librarians questions, she discussed this, and I thought it was pretty interesting, and they have it here in the pamphlet as well. It says, while the children area was being remodeled, the gray lady followed Margaret home, where she stayed until the renovation was completed. And Ms. Margaret believed she and the ghost had formed a special bond. Uh, But she still didn't like the gray lady following her home. She just kind of put up with it because she's like, I get it. Your home's home, quote unquote, is being, it's loud. They're working on it. Like, you want to rest. So she was just certain that the gray lady was following her home. And it was one of those. She's like, well, it is what it is. Even if she didn't want it. You're here now. Might as well just gals being pals. Yeah. And it doesn't (laughs) say it here, but. When the renovations were complete, she said, Ms. Margaret said she felt that the spirit had left her home. She didn't feel like the spirit had followed her home anymore. So really, she was just like waiting for renovations Hanging to out. be done. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Mind if I uh, bunk with you yeah. <laughs> until this is over? I call Big Spoon. <laughs> <laughs> A few more instances here. A number of stories are told about books falling off of the shelves. A former library director once instructed employees to no longer tell patrons about the gray lady or even that she existed. A few days later, a patron asked assistant children's librarian Anita Glover about the gray lady, and she replied, if she was here, she's not here anymore. And the gray lady was having none of that because (laughs) immediately a book called Betsy's Wedding fell off of the shelf when she said that. Uh, like, B, I'm not, say I'm not here. Excuse me. Flipping books, flipping tables. (laughs) Right here. Prior to the basement remodeling, special collections librarian Joan Elliott Parker entered the basement restroom, locked the outer door, and entered a stall. I, I Maybe she just really liked her privacy, but she locked the outer door and then went in the stall and locked the stall. It says she then heard the two faucets running water into the sink. Parker went out and turned off the faucets, but no one else was in the restroom and the door was still locked from the inside. Maybe she was helping her out. She's like, look, if you're double locking doors, you're obviously dropping a deuce or something. I'm just trying to <laughs> I'm help gonna get you. the water warm for you. <laughs> Let it warm up. Run it so people can't hear you outside. Yeah, that's got that's my understanding. It says she I'm locked. just hearing a helpful ghost. That's all I hear. Because <laughs> how else would she lock the door if not from the inside? She's already in there. Right. So ooh. 
Spooky. <laughs> in another section of the library, the Special Collections and Archives Department on the second floor, Jeff Lyons, the popular chief meteorologist at WFIE in Evansville, has experienced an encounter with the Gray Lady. He came to the Willard Library early one morning with his cameraman and a couple of librarians. They went up to the second floor and Lyons asked if they could set up a shot. As the librarians were telling him that they would not set up a pre-staged event, several books fell off the shelf again. So, I mean, she's a little, she's kind of, um... Pay attention to pretty, me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> she's like, uh, I want this, I need this publicity, like, <laughs> kind of a ham. Yeah. <laughs> she gets salty when people don't want to acknowledge her existence, so. I can relate. <laughs> <laughs> I, too, throw books when people don't pay attention to me. <laughs> Um, so one night when Don Baker was the director of the library, a security alarm went off. And I do remember they told us about this as well. I think you might remember as I tell it. Two policemen and Baker arrived at the library at the same time. One of the policemen and Baker went in to scope out the scene. Following normal procedure, one officer remained in his squad car to watch in case anyone exited the building. While he waited, he saw a woman in the upstairs window and what he believes was a man standing behind her. When Baker and the other officer came out, he asked them if they had caught the people. They insisted no one else was in the building, and when Baker suggested that the officer may have seen the ghost, the officer said he had never heard of the gray lady before. So... So the one who saw the person in the window is the one who also said they had never heard of the gray lady. Yes, Is that so, right? So Baker, it says when Baker suggested that the officer may have seen the ghost. So Baker was the library director. And he's like, hey, you might have seen a ghost. And the officer's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I've never even heard of this woman. So it's like. I've never even heard of the Gray Lady of Willard Library. (laughs) (laughs) So I think basically that's ensuring that he he had no prior knowledge of this. So he's like, ooh, look, a ghost. Like he genuinely Mm -hmm. thought he saw someone and then was informed hey, there's a ghost here. That's kind of like our, reminds me of our experience with Edna Cullen's the first time when you saw something on the bridge. With no prior knowledge. Yeah, not knowing. I feel like that's got to be the most telling stories of people who aren't looking for anything haunted come across something haunted and don't realize it's uh, a supernatural yeah. encounter. <laughs> Just like, oh, there was a lady upstairs. Did you get her? And they're like, mm, no. No. <laughs> And then there's one more room, I believe. Yes. The Bayard room, which was the Bayard room closed off. That's not the one that's closed off, right? No. Uh, I thought it was. I think that's a different room. Nope, because that was renovated. Remember, that had been put in not too long before. So the Bayard room is on the second floor again. I'm trying to picture the second floor. Why can't I think of it? Oh, I think, okay. I think I'm there. It's almost a mirror image of the first floor. I don't know how else to explain it. There's a room like in that very back. If you walk through the doors and just keep walking straight, there's another room. I guess that's true, yeah. So in the Bayard room, our current children's librarian, Rhonda Mort, came to Willard Library for a meeting before she came to work here. And they told us about Rhonda while we were there. I think she... Well, I guess I'll just read what it says here first. The meeting took place in the Bayard room, and she was stand- it was standing room only. Rhonda noticed one empty chair and sat down. 
While she was sitting there, she became unbearably cold and also noticed that the people sitting on either side of her were leaning away from her. Like, maybe because it was emitting so much cold. I don't know. That'd be like, oh, she having stings? I don't know. Like, <laughs> that's why I would or think Or if they thought away. there was like a vent coming down or I up guess. and wanted to stay away from it. People were like avoiding either her or this chair, whatever it was. So she decided to leave for a few moments to get warm again. When she returned, the chair was still empty, even though people were still standing. Later, after she came to work at Willard, she tried to explain the occurrence to Greg Hager, the current director of Willard Library. When she went to show him the chair, it was no longer there, and Hager said to his knowledge there had never been a chair in the Bayard room like the one she described. Oh. So, that to me is weird, because it's like, I mean, she had to be sitting on something. We're not going all super, supernatural here. Yeah. But they're saying they don't recall a chair like that in the library. Maybe that's why people were giving her weird looks, because she's doing, like, wall sits midair. Like, she's not sitting on She anything. got cold because she was going numb from sitting there. <laughs> she's just so hovering long. in the air. No, I, I... Yeah, he just said that he had never heard the chair that she described, so... I, I don't know what to take away from that. Like, clearly, people would have freaked out if they didn't see her sitting in something. Right. Well, that makes me wonder, did she say, like, she sat in this wooden, ornate chair? And then he's like, uh, there may have been a folding chair, but there's no... Like, maybe something like that Whatever nature. Whatever it was, or... it was very... Like, she described it in detail, and he said he had never heard... He the had no that, knowledge of a chair like that. tipping me off is... If it says that she described a chair in detail, if she sat in a fold-out chair, she would have said, "I sat in the metal fold-out chair." But if like, she's no, having the to big dis- armchair with the velvet cushions, right? If and- she's having to describe a chair, it obviously was more than just a standard cheap fold-out chair of sorts, you know? Yeah. So. I, yeah, unfortunately, that's all it says on it, but it's it's interesting. I wish I wish there was a little bit more. Maybe on that. that's why maybe that's why it was cold. So she for whatever reason was shown this image of a very ornate chair and when she sat in it it was one of those metal fold out chairs that always shocks you it's so cold when you oh, sit down. God dang it. And yeah. that's why it was so cold and she's like, oh, I gotta get some warm air and get out. It's because she's sitting in a metal chair. Maybe. I don't know. It sounds good to me because I have no other theory. But always was, thinking. <laughs> was Rhonda the one that I mean, I guess if she told that story, it's not her. But they said one of the children's librarians now has experiences, has had experiences, has heard stories, but she is not really keen on talking about them. She's not... It was the woman that was there when we yeah. talked to her. I guess it's not necessarily that she doesn't believe in it. It's she doesn't like to entertain the idea of it. They said if we bugged her enough, she might tell us some things. And I was like, I don't want to deal with that. That doesn't sound yeah. like fun. Like, tell yeah, me, tell like, me, tell me, really, tell me. <laughs> she's not really into it, but she'll tell you if, if you push her enough. I was like, that sounds... No. That's okay, yeah. though. So that's all that they have in the pamphlet that they provide. Which is still a good little chunk, and it's kind of, it's a little cute, it's kind of funny. They have a map. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it says, it's almost like when you go to a restaurant and you get the kid's menu and you have to, like, go through the maze. It literally says, can you find the gray lady? <laughs> <laughs> the, floor plan, the floor plan below shows the areas where the gray lady has been sighted. If you look closely, you'll see where the gray lady has made her presence known. The next page will tell you more about several run-ins with our favorite ghost. And... We did try to go to all of the places that she was cited, and here they have listed down in the basement in the children's department. 
she was seen just kind of in the children's room in general. Then there's the story room, the weird room that we found the second time we went with the stairs and the where Santa's oh. twin was. Oh, ooh, yeah. Yeah, she was sighted in the story room. She was also sighted. It's kind of hard to see. It's a little hard to read this map, but it says in the former staff restroom, and it's like back here. I feel like that's where we were sitting. Okay. Um, down in the basement, if you go, uh-huh. take the stairs, take a left, take a left. It looks like there she was sighted, which oh, okay. I don't know why that's just now clicking as I'm saying it. I didn't even think yeah, about see, that. Right there. Like, take the stairs down, left, left. Yeah. Okay. And then on the um, landing, going down to the basement. Also on the second floor. So it seems like she wasn't really seen. She's not really seen at all on the main floor. Mm-hmm. But on the second floor, you can find her back in the rows of books in the Bayard room. And then in the in, right at the entrance. You know, now I'm a little confused. Because it's saying entrance. So they're calling the second floor what you walk into when you walk into the library. And it's, where is the first floor? I am confused. Like, I'm going to hand the map to Megan so she can see. What my understanding of that is the second floor looks like where you first walk in. What's below that is the children's department, but they're calling that the basement. So where's the main floor? Are you equally confused? Uh, <laughs> like I said, well, the, the maps, I mean, it's a good map. I don't want to say it's crude or anything, but I'm just, I'm now confused about placement. And maybe that's why we were confused when we were looking for spots where she had been sighted. Yeah. I'm... The children's department is clear. We know where the children's department is. So that was a little easier to map out. I mean, the basement floor plan makes sense. Mm-hmm. I do recognize all of that. I'm thinking... Because <sighs> I think the Bayard room is behind the librarian's desk. And then you can go back there. It seems like I there's th- a room there. I think it's showing the entrance just so you have a a starting point and then the stairs and then this is the second floor. So it's not really showing the first floor because she's not seen there. Okay, okay. That does make sense. Uh, I don't know. We don't have to linger on it too much, but... And actually, now that I'm showing Megan the map, I realize there's there's a little bitty section I didn't read. It's basically talking about what you see or hear or encounter. Experience. What you, yeah, yeah, experience with the gray lady. So ladies will sometimes experience the feeling of someone touching their hair or earring, earrings. I don't like that word, and I didn't realize I didn't like that. It's hard to say. Earrings? Earrings. I don't know. It's Aaron's. my. It's my. I put one R in there. <laughs> so. I, I should because R's are hard for me. I don't like them. Earrings. Anyway, the gray lady seems to like chairs. She likes to pull them out from under tables, and a couple of people have even felt her cold presence while sitting in a chair, like Rhonda. Okay, I just had a, a sudden Another... realization. Yep. Man, that's true. Why it's all. It's hitting us now. Which See, is it's one of those where when retrospect, we'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. <laughs> the gray lady has a very strong scent that some people describe as lilac or lavender. Okay. Many people have heard footsteps when no one is around or books falling off the shelves when it seems impossible for them to fall. 
and the gray lady is known by her chilly atmosphere, which, I mean, most ghosts are associated with cold spots, but I get it. And I will say there were so when they spots. say chilly, I don't, I don't think they mean like she's mean or something. It, I, I think they definitely mean they mean it literally. Her yes. chilly atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. Which there were. I feel like there were cold spots there. But then again, it's also it's an old library, and like I know I put my hand up to some of the windows, and definitely cold air was coming through that. But I mean, yeah. I guess we'll get to some of that when we get to Megan's segment. So I've also pulled up an article online here, uh, which is from RiverCityWeekend.com, News 14. I'm assuming that's just a news outlet down south somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> south for us anyway. Yeah, and it covers a lot of the same stuff, but it hit on some things that I'm surprised that the pamphlet didn't, that had to do more. Well, okay, I guess it makes sense. The pamphlet is really kind of focusing on the gray lady, mm-hmm. but I liked a little more information about Willard Carpenter that they didn't cover, and that covers that here. So I might reiterate some things here, but whatever. Y'all have okay. to listen. <laughs> listen anyway. So the Willard Library has been serving the community since 1885, but its vast collection of books is not the only reason for visitors to come. They flock for the Grey Lady, blah, 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 we know that. So the Grey Lady is thought to be Louise Carpenter, who is the daughter of the founder of the library, Willard Carpenter. And there's a reason why people, because you're wondering, like, why? Because he had multiple daughters, Mm -hmm. I believe. I don't even think, I don't know if he had sons. I, can't I don't remember. know. You yeah, did the research. It's, I know. It's <laughs> so know. odd that I just, I feel like this stuff, it's, if you get a chance to go to the Willard Library, down in the basement, there is a section where they cover all of this history and it's very cool. And I thought it mm-hmm. would be more easily accessible on the internet. And maybe I just like scratched to the surface. I could have tried harder. I sure, I'm sure I would have found it, but it'd be nice if they could just like copy and paste those freaking, those murals on the wall. Oh, yeah. Into, like, if they had a pamphlet for that. Because I found it equally interesting just about the history of the library and the city and all of that. Mm -hmm. But the Grey Lady is thought to be Louise Carpenter, who is the daughter of the founder of the library. Uh, When Willard Carpenter passed away, he left the, (laughs) the entirety of his estate to his business and the library. So this is where the tension comes in. He passes away and children assume that they're going to get some kind of inheritance he Mm -hmm. left them nothing he put his entire estate into the library and his businesses (sighs) so yeah so not surprisingly even in her living years louise was pretty salty (laughs) and she salty enough that she actually sued the library board for what she thought was hers claiming that her father was not in a sound state of mind when he wrote his last will and testament and i do believe again it is not here this is things this actually may be something that one of the librarians told us and it wasn't just readily available somewhere Mm -hmm. i believe it was a situation where he had his will laid out and actually the children were going to get something but not too long before he passed he suddenly changed it and yeah. just left it to the library and the businesses and left them nothing. Who ticked him off, you know? <laughs> right. So she sued the library board. Fortunate or Fortunately or unfortunately, I'm not sure how you want to look at it here, she lost the case. Mm. So, which, 
I mean, she really doesn't have a lot to go on there. That was a binding contract. And if right. he, I mean, he was building this building up until his last days. So I guess that, I guess bronze isn't brains and he could, he could have not been in sound mind, but still been, still have been laying bricks. I don't know. Yeah. She lost the case and now it's believed that she haunts the library to get what she is owed. Okay. Which I could see how that could make sense. But the gray lady explained doesn't sound very angry right. or malicious or anything like that. And you would think if it were this Louise that it would be a little angrier than it is. Yeah. I mean, maybe throwing books is as angry as she can get. But... Right. And if she lived long after the fact and if she moved, why? I mean, I guess I could see why she'd come back to the library to haunt it if she was so upset. But, mm, I yeah. feel like it's, eh. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, it's a theory. It's a good theory. I She'd stick around and haunt the library. It, it makes sense to me. But it does, I feel like, the spirit would be a little more restless if that yeah. were the case. And then it goes on to talk about some of the same encounters that we've talked about, the custodian. So it does say that the first sighting happened in 1937 by that custodian it talks about how she haunts specific rooms of the library talking about the map that they provide and that multiple paranormal groups have confirmed that there is quote electromagnetic something going on in the children's <laughs> department story pit okay which very scientific something yeah an electromagnetic <laughs> something that's the quote mm, yes and multiple paranormal groups have said that. So, okay. And I wanted to start talking about we'll get to your stuff because we we obviously had some stuff there and we'll talk about that. And I think they say some of the th- they say if you experience a great late gray lady, you may feel some of the following and it it is a little bit different. So the smell of her perfume. Perfume. <laughs> you'll you'll notice the smell of perfume feeling of cold noises it's very vague Uh, books and furniture found moved the feeling of touch on hair or earrings they tried very hard to like make this concise and it just sounds like broken it is broken english yeah um odd odd items found in the library and water turned on and off and the last thing that is mentioned here, which is a bummer, and I'll get to it, is this library, in capitalizing on the gray lady, not only do they have merchandise, they have set up ghost cameras oh, that yeah. run 24-7 on their website, and I think they refresh every minute. Uh-huh. So you can see, like, you could hop on their website right now and see what's going on in the library right now, usually. Of yeah. course, when we finally catch wind of this library and we look it up, I find we find the ghost cam on the website and we're so excited. And it's just a black picture. I'm like, well, I mean, it's late. Maybe the library is closed. It's dark in there. I don't know. Check the next day. Nothing. The next day, nothing. And when we finally got to the library, they mentioned, what? why were they down? I mean, they're they... not working currently. And apparently this is a s- semi-recent thing that has happened. I'm like, of course it would happen now. They're not running right now because the people who were funding the ghost cam are no longer funding it. That's it. Yeah. And 
So until someone decides to fund it again, it is down until the unforeseeable future, I guess. So, yeah, which is, I get it. Weird times, you know, you got to invest your money other places and do other things. But how much I, I mean, they didn't mention how much it costs to run the ghost cam, but I almost want to ask and be like, so what's it going to take to get that back online? Right. We'll uh, crowdfund this thing for you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, when the ghost cameras are working, they're pointed at the more frequented sighting spots. It's a very cool idea. It is a bummer that we didn't get to see it. Right. So hopefully someone picks that up and we can see it soon. I feel like they didn't have any takers that they knew of, but they were hoping that in the near future they would be back up and running. They sounded hopeful. I don't know if they had prospects or something in line, but... I don't know. That could just be... Hopeful. Here's hoping. Yeah. Yeah. And that is what I've got on the Willard Library. It's just scratching the surface because this is, like we said, it's over a hundred year old library. Just the library itself has a really long, rich history that if you're into that stuff, which we are, I like looking into it. We just are limited on time here. Right. There's so many different aspects that you could look into. Willard Carpenter himself or his mm-hmm. daughter or the library or yeah. the so town. Just, if you get a chance to go, check it out. It's very cool. In that archive section, they've got pictures all over the walls explaining Evansville history, the library history, Willard's history, the Grey Lady, just everything. Very cool library. Yep. So that's what I've got on the Grey Lady and Willard and his library, which was supposed to be a women's college. <laughs> But it's still a good library and let everybody in. Yeah. So. Oh, except the creaky floors, man. <sighs> yeah. Very creaky floors. You know, he, honestly, unless there's like more deep stuff that you didn't get to or didn't see, Willard's not a bad guy. Uh, the only mm-hmm. fault he has is that for some reason he turned that money off on his kids. Yeah. And maybe they were ungrateful. Maybe... I mean, the fact that she, I don't know, I guess her suing isn't an ungrateful thing. I feel like she had every right to feel like she could take legal action on that. Yeah. Or it could have come down to siblings fighting and arguing, this is mine, this is mine. He's like, how about none of you get anything? How's that sound? Right. So take it away from all of them. So yeah, that that was the thing that I was hinting at that I was like he's a good guy maybe he he seemingly was it's just that for some reason towards the end he I'm just glad I'm just glad there was nothing to kind of call him out for yeah why he wanted to do the women's college or why he was letting the library open to anyone and everyone so in my book he's all right yeah you can stay Willard (laughs) but all right he's not the one haunting the library no he's not supposedly so are why yeah. wouldn't willard do it yeah if it's such a nice spirit i feel like he'd be the one to hang out he put his like i mean he's blood run- sweat he's running and around in a and wallet into that but library. he's running around in a dress and a gray shawl we're not here to judge he no, wanted to build a women's college he made a library with everyone it's, for everyone it's starting to make sense it's all coming together okay new canon um, <laughs> yeah. uh willard haunts the library the hear end. us out 
or writing to them immediately. It's new theory. All right. Go for it. Okay. So the Willard Library, we haven't heard of it until recently. Um, I'm not I'm honestly not even sure when we heard of it, but it was with this year. It was, a, it was it. a few months, probably back in October, I would think. Because, mm-hmm. of course, when you start talking to people about a podcast you want to start and that it's about ghost stories. Everyone all of a sudden is just a fountain of knowledge. Oh, have you checked out this place? And have you gone to this place? Yeah. Like a, a map to every haunted place within a hundred mile radius plus. Which we so, appreciate. Right. We're here for it. Keep sending us stuff. Send us your stories. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> we'll plug that later. So we decided to go check out this Willard library, especially when we heard that there was uh, the ghost cam and then we went to check it out and we said what so, oh yeah i, I showed the the friend that told us this i was like you lied to us and she was like no i didn't <laughs> i showed her the blank the blank cameras and she's like they were working like last month and i was just like i don't know man man so we had to just uh, we had didn't just realize it was missed that it. yeah because she said That's they're running all the time and when i showed her she's like maybe it's a flash issue like adobe flash which mm-hmm. isn't a thing anymore like rip and piece mm-hmm. but <laughs> yeah I, it just wasn't working, so we had to have just missed it. So, without the ghost cam, we decided to investigate ourselves, which we obviously would have done anyway. So, we make the the trek down to Evansville, and honestly, kind of cute little town. It's a, I'm there are some cute buildings overall. It's not much different than where we're from. I think just you know, twice as big. Oh, yeah, I was shocked I at the population why. of that. I feel like I knew Evansville. I don't know why I thought Evansville was comparable to Terre Haute. I have no idea why. It is literally double the size. Yeah. It's, what, the population is 120,000? Yeah, I was shook at the number. Mm-hmm. And um, it was. it seems almost like an industrial town. There's a cute yes. little downtown area, and then it feels very industrial for a while. It's a very strange mix of, like, Germanic architecture. Oh, God, the architecture was wonderful yeah the old buildings very ornate very beautiful buildings and then it's right next to a big concrete block of who knows what's inside some Mm -hmm. sweat work you know (laughs) no one knows what's going on in that building nobody ever goes in nobody (laughs) ever comes out it was this nice balance i guess name that movie i realize that's something we haven't done for a hot oh, minute oh why you guys you gotta tell us these things yeah, so reiter- what now nah, what did i even say nobody ever goes in nobody ever comes out i feel like that's an nobody easy one nobody ever comes in nobody, nobody ever, ever comes, comes out okay there now we said <laughs> i like him too <laughs> i don't even know the last movie we quoted but um whatever it was probably clue <laughs> yeah let's just say it was clue and move on okay um the balance i guess is what i'm getting at there's a nice balance within the city of evansville so one of the first things we see pulling into evansville off of the interstate is the, the library. Willard library it's it like is front and quite center. literally off of the interstate and this building is so nice it's that really deep rich red brick with the contrasting white trim Mm -hmm. very nice and then it's got the green lettering up at the top i don't know it was just i pulled up that building i said you can't be haunted you're so cute (laughs) (laughs) it's a very cool building it was and 
when you first walk in, it's these really big wooden doors and the creakiest wooden floors. I swear. Oh, man. It was, it's just a very old Makes you feel bad about yourself. You take a step in the whole building here. So you're like, well, dang. (laughs) And they talk about, oh, you can hear footsteps and creaking. I'm like, yeah, probably. Yeah. (laughs) Have you walked through the building? (laughs) Um, It, and right at the, I think it's right when you walk in. Is that where the pamphlets are? That they say, oh, by the way, we have a gray lady. Sorry about that. Got some noisy cars in the neighborhood again. But no, I think the pamphlets were actually on the second floor. There was that table. There were like local magazines. Okay. So they don't want to come in too hot and heavy. Well, yeah. Not right when you walk in. If you go into, into the, the library. If you go into the actual the, like, book part of the library, then they have pamphlets at the desk and then upstairs on the table. Yeah. The, the actual sections with the books are blocked off by doors. And now I think about it. I mean, if you think about our local library, you walk in, it's just a huge open space. Mm -hmm. Everything just kind of flows. You're immediately walking into books. This one, you walk into a hallway and there are closed doors to the left of you. I mean, mind you, they have glass so you can see in there, but you're not immediately met with books. Books. This is a library. (laughs) So I think you can tell... Now that you say it should have been a college, if they started with the construction with the idea of it being a college, I can 100% see that now. It makes a little bit of sense. It'd be a very small college, but... Well, maybe they started it and that was going to be... Yeah. I'm not sure what it would have been, Mm -hmm. but I could see that just the very structure of it, I guess, being a college. So... Yeah. When... The first time we went... We were hesitant to, because this is one of the few places where it's an actual functioning place. People work there. There are people looking for books around you. And we're coming in. Can't walk in with a Ouija board. You really don't want to walk in with dowsing rods. (laughs) So we really didn't know how to approach this coming in. And we were so afraid people were going to look at us and be like, "Um, can I help you? (laughs) And we ended up walking through the doors on the second floor. We went up to the second floor first because it just seemed too intimidating to go on the first floor. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. And as we get up to the second floor, we see the pamphlets and we're like, oh, well, they're not hiding nothing. Mm -hmm. And we end up picking it up and we go into the second floor library section, wherever the books are. And... The woman there was nice. She just asked if we needed anything, and we panicked and said, no, uh, no. Uh, no, and just walked to the back. The back corner. And we ended up turning on Trusty Ghost Tube because we didn't have anything else. We had no idea what we were even going to do. We didn't have much of a plan going into it. Yeah, we tried our best. we wanted to see her. So we walk in with our phones. We have Ghost Tube on, but we turned it all the way down. And we keep checking it periodically to see if any words pop up. Honestly, the first time we went, really nothing. Yeah. The first time we went was actually, we were on our way back from Louisville when we were at the Sealbach Hilton. We stopped on our way back. I forgot about that. Mm -hmm. So that was, it was a planned trip, but also it felt a little rushed. I don't know. Yeah. A little unprepared. So walking around on the second floor, we don't 
get a lot of anything really. So we walk downstairs back to the first floor and then end up wandering down to the basement Mm -hmm. because now we have a map in our hands. We're like, oh, she's supposed to be in the the children's section. And then when you walk around the corner and you look in there, there's someone sitting immediately at the front door and we chickened out and we said, because we're "Mm." we're 29 year olds (laughs) and how are we going to walk in a children's section and be like, we're just perusing yeah we tried coming up with some kind of excuse and then realized we did not have one we were just gonna walk into the children's section of the library and not leave with a book and they were going to be concerned mm-hmm. and a long story short the first trip was really a dud it was just us walking around awkwardly except... honestly just kind of getting a feel for the, the layout to yeah go back for, to a future date and we had planned we were not going to let this one go because of how notorious it is i mm-hmm. guess and if they build it up this much hype it up this much they even have a ghost cam that they say go ahead watch it then surely we were going to run into something we didn't want to leave empty-handed but before we left we ended up stopping back on the main floor and there was a younger girl working on the main floor and i don't know i felt a little more comfortable approaching her and asking us if anyone's going to talk to us about ghosts it might be her So as we open the door and walk in, we look up on the wall and that's when we saw the merch and we said, oh, they're really just, (laughs) they had t-shirts, they had tumblers, pictures of her. And we realized we probably could have asked anybody in the library and got an answer about the gray lady. I don't Mm -hmm. know why we were sneaking. Yeah. So we walk up to the girl behind the counter and she asked if we need help with anything, and we sheepish, sheepishly say, yeah. mm, I mean, we're actually here looking for the gray lady. And she says, oh. oh yeah, and she like, put up. her knitting down or her crocheting down. I think she was just reading the first time. I don't think she was crocheting. No. Because I ended up having the conversation the second time around. No, I said, remember? Crochet. I thought it was just me and you mm-hmm. when you had the conversation with her about crocheting. No. Oh, that was the second time. Everything's a blur. <laughs> time isn't real. So we end up talking to the girl on the first floor. And she did give us... I hate it because while she was talking to us, the phone started ringing. And I was like, don't answer that. But she ended up <laughs> answering Because it started getting good. Uh, she tells us about the gray lady. And she said people come there all the time looking for her. So now we don't feel as weird. Right. And I asked her if she had had any personal encounters herself. And she said, actually, I have. And it was down in the children's section. So we realized that's where we need to be. But we just could not muster up the courage to walk. Even after her telling us this, we the first time around, we didn't go into the children's section. But her little story is that she was down there uh, organizing the books by holiday. And she said she was putting up the books for Groundhog Day. Mm-hmm. And the, my only question was, why are there enough books to have a Groundhog Day section? Right. I was going to say, surprisingly, there were more than one. Yeah. And she's putting them up on the shelf. And she ended up, she either had to like walk to go get more books or turn around to get something. Whatever the case was, she had to turn her back on the, the Groundhog. The section that she hadn't finished shelving either. Yeah. And she said when she turned back around, wasn't it all of the books were pulled out? Or were they rearranged? I thought all the books were put up at that point. I thought they were pulled out. (sighs) She said something about the books. They were either rearranged or... Yeah, whatever it was, she came back and the books were 
messed not up. Not the way she left them. Yeah, it's not. Regardless, something was out of place. And she said, okay, well, I guess I'm done. And ended up leaving. <laughs> and then she didn't get to tell us much more because she went to answer the phone. I'm like, they can wait. Right. <laughs> what are they in a hurry for? It's a library. Uh, so... The first trip yielded a whole lot of nothing supernatural, except for her her own personal story. Yeah. So not one to take defeat or no for an answer. We go back. Yeah, like a, time, like a month later. A little more prepared this time. Um, even though we knew that people had been going there to investigate, we still didn't feel bold enough to walk in with our usual equipment. <laughs> so we go ahead and we turn on ghost tube again and tuck that away in the pocket. But something we've never really tried before. And I can't believe we hadn't, cause I've known about this for a long time mm-hmm. was using a mag light. Now, I don't know if any of you are familiar with this or have ever done it yourself, but it's some people call it a, the flashlight game, which I don't really like. It's not a game, right? but <laughs> some people call it a game. What you do is you take a mag light and you end up turning it to a point where you could touch it and you unscrew it to where it can turn on and off very easily by touch. Yeah, it's right in that middle ground of like any any little touch of the light can turn it on and off. Yes. And once you have it turned to that, you set the light down and you can actually ask questions and if there is enough electro electronic electromagnetic energy thank you you're welcome uh if there's enough energy around that the spirit wants to communicate they can actually touch the light and turn it on and off to answer your questions so i've seen people do it before and it's always really cool seeing it done but i've Mm -hmm. never actually done it myself i can't believe after all this time and so we uh, I said, I'm buying a mag light and we're doing it this time. And hopefully nobody notices a flashing light in the corner of the room. And we take the the mag light with us. We do, again, even though we feel more confident of the layout of the building and the story and that people are accepting of the gray lady, we still didn't feel I we, we weren't very confident in actually going and doing these things. We had to build up the courage. So we're walking around the building. We go directly to the basement this time. And there's a section on the building that looks much newer than the rest. And, and that's because it is. Go figure. It's because it's an addition. And it was built in, I think it was 2017. Yeah, it was very recent. Yeah, it's not very old at all. It's very nice. And it's got a lot of, like, the town's history in there and pictures and things like that. And we walked in that room, and there was another young girl working about our age, but not the same one from before. And for whatever reason, I feel better approaching people my age as opposed to an older person. I don't know why. That's just what it is. So we walk in, and she asked if she can help us. And I said, uh... Yes and no, we're looking for the gray lady, and she is more than willing to give us some information on her. Actually, Homegirl had some theories of her own. I said, you stop it. You shut your mouth. We talked to her for like 20 minutes at least. For sure. We stood there for a long time talking to her, and she gave us a lot of insight. Some, Most of the stuff we talked about in the history, or Kelsey talked about in the history, but she had her own theories that 
I could get behind. I almost like them better than the idea of the daughter haunting the library. Honestly, yeah. And not to get too deep into it, maybe it'll be Patreon content. We'll have to look over because Kelsey, and this may also be a consent thing too, Kelsey took a little recording of what she was saying only because we didn't realize we were going to get so much information from her that we didn't want to forget it. So Kelsey ended up recording some of the conversation. And after we review it, we'll see what we have and if it's okay. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But she ends up talking about there was a woman who, uh, a young woman, like late 20s, very pretty. Uh, I think she was getting married or had just gotten married. And there was a flood in the town. And she actually ended up dying and drowning in this flood and it was right by the library wasn't Mm -hmm. it like in a ditch or something near the library yeah and unfortunately she couldn't find any information on if the library itself flooded Mm -hmm. because it is up higher but it is very close to the river yeah when i say by the library i mean within the vicinity not like right next to it and her theory, I mean, she put it a lot more eloquent, eloquently that than I'm putting it right now, but she believes that this woman could potentially be the one haunting it. And it makes a little more sense, especially with the way the ghost has appeared to people, how she looks younger and she's in this dress. Because mm-hmm. that's the other thing is the daughter, Louise, passed away when she was much older. Yes, she was an older woman. So I don't know. I can get behind it. And we, again, asked her if she had her own personal experiences, and she did. She had some. They were very similar to this, the same. They were similar to the one that the girl before had told us about books being rearranged or pulled off the shelf. She said she was closing one night with, actually, it was the woman who works in the children's section, and they do the buddy system where you go through and you turn all the lights and shut everything off and walk out together. And the young girl, I think, had gone to start her car or something, and she was waiting on the children's section worker to come out. And somehow, at some point, she saw the apparition. And this is the one who doesn't like to talk about it, who works in the children's section. And she came out and she's like, did you see that? And... I I wish, I almost want to talk to the woman in the children's section because I feel like she's got a mm-hmm. lot of stories that... I feel like they said she did. She just doesn't want to talk about that it. That she doesn't like to. But she ended up seeing it. So now we're hearing everyone else's stories. And one of the suggestions they gave us is that she really shows up when you're doing something you're not supposed to be doing. And I just said, did you just give us permission to like destroy the library or act a fool up in here? Because <laughs> we'll do it. Oh, straight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So we don't want to be over the top and we kind of take that advice and we're like, what can we do that isn't going to get us in a lot of trouble that would, but would probably tick off a librarian. So Kelsey starts taking books off the shelves and just starts like throwing them on the ground or putting putting them in the wrong spot, the wrong spot. And we're like, come and get us. (laughs) (laughs) And while she's doing this, I actually took out the mag light at this point and Kelsey talks about on the map, there's a section where you go down in the basement and then there's this little, little cubby. I don't even know how else to describe it. You make like an immediate left. Left turn. I feel like it's storage over there now. Yeah, there's some books back there, but it's, 
it's just a little cubby space and it's got a couple of chairs and just a really tiny bookshelf back there or two. And we go and sit back there and I don't know why it didn't cross our mind, but this is one of the places on the map. It looks like this is somewhere she frequents. They have her marked on the map here. Didn't realize this at the time because we said, well, it's right outside the children's library. So maybe she'll come out to talk to yeah, us. And it was discreet. Like people it's wouldn't away. look there right away. So we felt a little more comfortable doing these things. Acting out, if you will. Yeah. So Kelsey's pulling books off the shelf and I take out the mag light and there was an empty seat. And this time around, we brought one of our friends with us the second trip and it was Ashley again. <laughs> she <laughs> she comes to the like more mundane things. Yeah. So Ashley and I are sitting in these chairs up against the wall, the same wall. And then I set the mag light in the chair that's facing the two of us. And then Kelsey starts pulling books off the shelves. And I don't remember what I was asking at the time. Um, but as Kelsey's pulling books off the shelves and then turns and walks away from them, she goes, okay, I'm leaving. Like she just messed up this whole bookshelf. The light comes on, on the mag light. And I think what annoys me the most is we were videotaping. I was videotaping. We Do you say mm-hmm. videotaping anymore? I was recording, recording. it on my phone. <laughs> um, it was pointed towards the light. Nothing was happening. I was getting a little... A, a couple minutes went by of us asking questions and it wasn't turning on or anything. Yeah. So I, honestly, I grabbed my phone, turned it off. I was like, fine, I'm leaving. And I turned my phone off turned around and that's when the light came on mm-hmm. and I went, you've got to be kidding me so it never went back back off it stayed on the whole time and we were annoyed and we're like come on we messed up your books do something but there was something you said in the history that totally piqued my interest and i didn't think about it but they said didn't you say in the history that she would sit in chairs and hang out yes Okay, so hear me out. Right. What if she took a seat with us and was like, no, let's just hang out. Let's be friends. And that's when the light came on and then it never shut off. Yeah. And it was very cold back in that corner. Holy crap. It was crap. easily the coldest spot in the library. Coming down the stairs to the basement, it got so chilly. And it could be, we ended up actually going into the children's section. We did decide to go back there and then back into the storytelling section. And it was uncomfortably warm in that section. But that could just be her preference. And I don't know if it was just the stark difference of being extremely warm going back in that corner. But I don't know. We went back in that corner before we ever went into the children's section. And it was cold. Yeah. Chilly cold. There was one last thing that happened while we were there. I'm... I wanted the mag light to work. I really did. Yeah. But eventually I gave up on it because I just really wasn't getting a response right. from it anymore. I mean, that one instance, it's interesting because we can't explain how it happened, but for some reason we're like, it felt like a fluke. And we tried. I said, well, maybe when Kelsey turned to walk away, her stepping in front of the chair could have turned it on. So she tried stomping past the chair. I even and we like couldn't kicked get it the to. legs of the chair and it didn't do it. Mm-hmm. And we tried tapping it and giving it a couple of taps would eventually turn it on and off. But it took effort. It wasn't as easy as just like just a quick tap and then it on and off. That's it doesn't work like that. So I don't know. But but I didn't. You're right. I didn't feel anything like 
overly Ooh, supernatural yeah. about it. It did feel like a fluke. But there was one thing mm-hmm. that happened, and it was very brief, and I didn't think much of it. But when we were standing in the room talking to the girl downstairs the second time we were there, we turned to leave, and I ended up pulling out my phone because I had ghost tube going the whole time. And I saw ghost tube had said a name and it wasn't the name of the daughter. It's not Willard. It's not anyone that we had discussed. So we're walking out of this room and there's a plaque on the, the next to the door frame to this addition. And it says in memory of, or in honor of, in honor of, I think of Chris and Dorothy Nix and my ghost tube while we were standing there talking to her said Dorothy. Mm-hmm. So I asked her when we were leaving, who is Dorothy? And she said she didn't know. So I did some research <laughs> and I found Dorothy and her obituary is so much. Like it's just, it's its own little novel. And I mean, honestly, she sounded like a treasure. She was, uh, 90 years old okay. when she died. She was a child of the depression. So mm-hmm. she grew up, you know, just learning how to survive on next to nothing. She talked about when her and Chris, or her obituary talks about when her and Chris got married, they had only been dating for a couple of months. He was visiting family coming back from the war mm-hmm. and they met in Evansville. And he said after just like three days of knowing her, he just knew He was madly in love with her and she was the one and they got married and their ceremony and their reception only cost them $2. (laughs) I wish, man. It can can be done. It can be done. Y'all don't have to go all out like that. But it, it just goes on. This woman just did everything. She was part of all these different groups and she volunteered. It said that she was a voracious reader and particular particularly of American history and she read more than a thousand pages a week man y'all so I'm wondering if it was just her love of books and reading that her and her husband chose to part in the library had something to do with the library but they really don't talk about it they don't talk about her anything to do with the library but that was just a little thing that Ghost Tube ended up saying Dorothy's name, and it was in the room that was in memory of Dorothy. There was one other thing. Ghost Tube, while we were talking to that girl, she did mention that Willard had died of a stroke, and Ghost Tube did say stroke. Again, yeah. I feel like Ghost Tube uses stroke as a grounding word. So at first I was, I didn't think much of it. But then when she said he had actually died of a stroke, I put a little more stock into it, but it still didn't feel overly... I wasn't creeped out by it. But unfortunately, I wish there was more, but... Yeah, there's not... We did not get a ton. And there would be potential for more because they actually talked about how they believe that there are other spirits there other than the Grey Lady, including a young boy named Billy. Yes, that's right. Yeah. I did forget. And then I bl- actually man. think, what was his name? Because Frank? I feel like, no, I feel like it was a uh, Jack. 
a name that came up in past places that we've been. Maybe I'm making that. It might be Frank. I don't know. Uh, Frank feels right to me. But yeah. yeah. So it's yes, just. Yes. I'm almost certain it's Frank because I can hear myself saying like Frank. See, and I remember talking about Billy a lot. Yeah. So we even had the potential of multiple spirits. Mm-hmm. We mm. walked around to all the spots on the map that had po- like markers on it saying this is where she shows up and we stopped and we set up shop with the mag light we had ghost tube we at times were provoking as much as we could mm-hmm. whether it be rearranging books or I definitely almost knocked something I don't even know I tried oh, to open man. a door and I heard something about fall I was like we gotta go <laughs> it scared the crap out of me but we tried it wasn't for lack of trying yeah so I think it's a bummer. I want to say more things, but I suppose that's where this comes in, which is we got to rate it. Yeah. <laughs> I, we sound really I excited, so like you can tell. I sad because I... This was so hyped up, and we heard so much about it, and there's so much on it, and people at the library have all of these experiences and nothing. Yeah. So I guess And maybe kinda... we just didn't approach it the right way. Or you have to spend a lot of time there. Yeah, I mean, it's... yeah, the librarians are there all the time. And they said after years of being there, they've had a handful of experiences. And really, they only talk about the people who work there having experiences. You think if it's haunted that other, like, patrons, patrons. could say, oh, this happened to me. But there aren't stories about that. So not really. You got you got to be comfortable, I guess, around you. <laughs> yeah. So let's let's just do this. So... First, we're going to rate it on historical historical accuracy. accuracy. Yep. Oh Lord, I I don't really know. This what... one's so convoluted. I hate these. I hate these. <laughs> I know. Why did we do this? Why did we choose to do this? Historical accuracy on the gray lady. On the gray lady. I have mine. I have mine. Okay. Are you ready? You don't look ready. I guess. Okay. Let's just <laughs> make up my mind. rip off the band-aid. Three, two, one, two. two? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if I want to go two or three, but if we're talking about just specifically the gray lady, it's not even confirmed who she really is. Right. There's potential. There's a couple, Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Candidates, if you will, for the gray lady. There's a lot of history here. This is a very old library. It's the oldest in the state, the oldest public library in the state. So the library itself. Lots of history in general, but we really have no ties to the Grey Lady. And like Megan said, honestly, the theory of the the woman that drowned in the river. I know I didn't sound convincing, but that girl like had me hooked when oh, she yeah. was telling us. I was like, this is canon now. This is what I believe. <laughs> And it was so much so that she's shared it with other um, people she's a, that she works with. She's essentially with. writing like a dissertation about this to prove her point. I can't remember what her job title is exactly, but what she does is she is taking the archived books, I think, or people's handwritten things, not published books, but handwritten. And she is electronically imaging these books. Like mm-hmm. that's her job. Yeah. And I think in doing that is where she's found a lot of this information and her theory about this woman being the one haunting the library is so profound, I guess that even her fellow employees are like, you have to 
write this out. You act, you need to get something out there because yeah. people will believe it. Like uh, they'll probably catch on to it. So like I said, we've got a video of it. We'll have to review it and also make sure it's okay to post something like that because it was her talking and I don't want to. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was such a creep about on it. some of her stuff, but mm-hmm. maybe we'll post it to our Patreon. Maybe. We'll see what happens. So next we have scare level. Scare level. Dang. I rip. <laughs> Three, two, one, zero. zero. Nothing Haunted scary. as a sock drawer. <laughs> Even if it is haunted and she is there, and there are enough people saying they have experiences with the gray lady. I don't. It I, doesn't feel malicious in any way, shape, or form mm-mm. at all. Yeah, even if she was super active while we were there, I didn't. I wouldn't, I wasn't scared. I wasn't scared going in. I was afraid she'd scold me for putting the books in the wrong spot. <laughs> That's about as scared as I got. Mm-hmm. So. And... So it's not necessarily, I suppose scare level doesn't have to be really high for a place to be haunted, but in this situation, it's just, it is not. There wasn't even the adrenaline rush that we talk about sometimes where- The only adrenaline rush was someone would walk around and see us talking to our phones in a flashlight. Yeah. (laughs) Help them. Right. Oh, could you go- So it's a big old fat goose egg on that one. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. The last thing is going to be believability. Okay, I'm... I know, okay, I've got mine. I feel like I'm going to be harsh on this. Believability that it's haunted by the gray lady? Yeah. Okay, I've got mine. Yeah, okay. Ready? Three, two, one, two. Three. I thought you might go high. I honestly wanted a one. I... But it's it's not based on our experiences. I guess it's just that so many other people have had these experiences. It's like how many people can be wrong. And that's what I'm going off of is normally I would go off our own personal experience, which contradicts why we do the believability. I'm contradicting myself as to why we do this (laughs) rating, but I feel like all of these people, and if it's enough for them to put a, an actual live feed on the internet for people to watch, they're awfully confident in themselves. They're selling t-shirts, y'all. Or it's with a the, publicity stunt. With the gray lady on it. Should have bought one. And, I mean, I guess, could those videos have been altered? I don't know. I've never even saw them. So right. it depends. Like, if it's that little paper cutout, if you want, okay, if you want to be fair, we did see the gray lady. She's taped to the top <laughs> of the mirror. <laughs> yeah, they did a little, like, printer paper cutout and taped her up in a corner. I almost want to do a scavenger hunt and see if there were more of them in That's there. That's true. I think <laughs> so, I have a picture of her. So well, we can post it of the gray lady on the mirror. Boo. Right. But oh, where was I going with that? Dang, I had something funny and it's gone. <laughs> I'm sorry, I ruined it. It's okay. I was excited about the paper gray lady, but Ooh. we talk about our own personal experience in going off believability on that route. But if these people were confident enough in themselves to do this oh that was my thought my only thing is i guess the people who were funding the ghost cam before if they're the ones funding it and running it maybe they were altering it to just like cut in a gray lady here and there and so, so, they so have now a it's piece not of paper. <laughs> right so now that it's not funded mm-hmm. there's no fake video to post anymore but we've never seen it that i was gonna say they just like pop up the little paper gray lady and be like Ooh. <laughs> Someone just, they check the clock and they're like, oh, it's time. Like, <laughs> hello. She says. 
but I don't know. I I tend to believe the people telling the stories. They all seemed the two girls we talked to. They seemed to genuine about seemed it. Seemed genuine, yes. So, so yeah. that's the only reason I went with the three. So we got to give it an overall. Okay. Womp womp. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm ready. Yep. Three, two, one, two. One. See, I'm just I being still mean. went higher. I I would encourage people to go to the library. I think it's historical and it's really pretty at the very least i don't know and for whatever reason i'm just stuck on this gray lady even though i'm not scared of it at all in any way shape or form like i don't have any fear of this library she's i'm just annoyed like where are you yes like am i about to drive to evansville again right now no no but i would honestly i would spend a day in evansville it was nice it was I'm giving it a two because I want you to go see Evansville and check it out. (laughs) Make the drive. The architecture. There was some good food there. Mm -hmm. Really good food, actually. Good coffee. Just Mm -hmm. everything. It was very good. It was a good time. Not scary. No, not at all. (laughs) I think that concludes the The, Willard Library. And the Great Lady. Which, I don't know. I'm (laughs) I'm sorry we, you know, went out with a bang for 2020 on this one. Yay, we're disappointing you. Just like 2020, (laughs) the episode was a bit of a disappointment. (laughs) Oh, I know. We don't have anything fun, festive like we did for Christmas. I went all out for Christmas, y'all. I hope you enjoyed it. You really got in the holiday spirit. (laughs) I I have a set of sleigh bells behind me right now. I'm going (laughs) to... Like, they're still here. I did that. I did that. So right. We didn't have to go that hard for you, but, but we did. But I did. So. Much like Phil Collins and Tarzan. <laughs> okay. So. Uh, no no plugs or anything, I believe, except the usual. If you've got any scary stories, send us your send them our way, because we will have, starting the new episode. year with our listener episode next Thursday. Oh, the yeah. new year is next week. It's in a few days. Oh, Holy boy. Well, once you're hearing this, it's in a day. A couple of hours. Oh, yikes. So, so send us your listener stories, your own personal experience. If you've been anywhere haunted, experienced anything supernatural. If you've been to the Willard Library and actually <laughs> saw the freaking gray lady, I'm looking at you. So tell us. Send us your a believer. St- send your stories to or so they say pod at gmail.com. You find us on all of our social media. And if you like what you hear and you want to support us monetarily. We got that Patreon. So you heard us talking about posting the video to our Patreon page. If you're a donor at any level, which we have three tiers currently, $1, $5, and $10, you can donate and have access to exclusive videos, pictures, and with the new year coming spoiler alert there's going to be new stuff coming and yeah, our page- new year new us i said it it's done sorry <laughs> oh no i hate it so much i know it's true we have a lot of changes coming in the new year and a lot of it is going back to you guys i know we've hyped that up a lot and who knew it was actually a lot of work to put all this stuff together it's for you a so nightmare. we we're thought do- we could have doing our best <laughs> that's clue oh my gosh i quote uh. clue every day of my life no, we thought we could just pump this stuff out for you as far as like merch and things like that and 
It Man, is, it, it is, is a little more involved than we thought. So a little bit. We are doing some hard work behind the scenes for you guys, but come the new year, it's going to be a grat Tim. We're gonna have things for you. We're gonna mm-hmm. have all sorts of new stuff going on. So yeah. So that's. I it. guess yeah. I will, we'll leave 2020 with. I think one nice thing that came out of it is I'm glad that. If, if I'm thankful for anything about this year, it's that we did this podcast. It's something mm-hmm. that we've always kind of sat on that I've always been interested in doing. And I don't know if I can take away anything from 2020. It's that I'm glad that we finally started this. I really enjoy doing it. I want to keep doing it. 2020 definitely pushed us out of our comfort zone. So I don't even know how long this thought has been in the back of our heads but it it's been a slow leak <laughs> into actually, our waking life I yeah guess. i actually saw something popped up in one of my memories on some social media that it was either a year ago or two years ago i was talking about how i was nervous about wanting to do a podcast because i didn't know where to start whatever it's, this has been like years in the making in my head at least mm-hmm. and we're finally here and i don't know 2020 can just go drown and <laughs> in a dumpster fire. I'm ready for 2021. It's going to be a good year. Right. 2020, you made us strong. You made us callous. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing can hurt us anymore. You can't hurt me, 21. <laughs> We're coming for you. More trips, more spooky stuff. Bigger, better, stronger. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> anyway thank you guys for our what we've been doing this for oh gosh four months now four months yikes four months in the making so thanks for a really wild four months we really appreciate it yep is appreciated appreciate (laughs) so that's a wrap see you guys next year (laughs) i hate hate it you so much See y'all in 2021. See you later. Cut. Mixing and music by Kelsey Ingram. Cover art is by Cody Mason. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Or So They Say Pod. Visit us at our website, OrSoTheySayPod.com, where you can find links to all social media. If you like the show, please subscribe to our newsletter and consider donating to our podcast at Patreon.com forward slash or so they say pod running a podcast takes time and money and we'd love to give you the best listening experience possible episodes can be found on itunes spotify stitcher and more don't forget to rate review and subscribe to help drive us up the charts and of course thanks for listening